Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahl baytihi al-tayyibin al-tahirin. The holy month of Ramadan is the month of the Quran. It's the month whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the whole Quran as he mentioned in Surah Al-Qadr. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, inna anzalnahu fi laylat al-Qadr. That surely we revealed it, meaning the whole Quran, on the night of Qadr, which is the most significant night of the blessed month of Ramadan. When it comes toward our responsibilities in terms of our engagement with the whole Quran, we have to also realize that it's the month where we have the opportunity to build a relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And numerous traditions, they point toward the link and the relationship between this month and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, going far beyond the fact that it was solely revealed during this month, but perhaps because there are secrets that we can attain in terms of our spiritual elevation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we engage in this book in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aspires from us. In a tradition from the great-great-grandson of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala, Imam Muhammad bin Ali al-Baqir alayhi salam, he states, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ رَبِيعٍ وَرَبِيعَ الْقُرْآنِ شَهْرُ رَمَضَانِ That for everything there is a spring, that for everything there is a climax, and the climax or the spring of the Qur'an is in the holy month of Ramadan. In another narration, the Holy Prophet alayhi salam, he advises his companions that during the holy month of Ramadan, فَاسْأَلُوا اللَّهَ رَبُّكُمْ بِنِيَاتٍ صَادِقَةٍ وَقُلُوبٍ طَاهِرَةٍ أَنْ يُوَفِّقَكُمُ اللَّهُ لِسِيَامِهِ وَتِلَاوَةِ كِتَابَةٍ He states that ask your Lord with a really pure and clean intention and with a sound heart that he gives you his divine support so that you're able to fast during this month. Not only the fast from food, but the fast from the tongue, the fast from the ears, the fast from the eyes. And also that he gives you the divine support or the tawfiq that you have the opportunity to read the whole Quran during this blessed month of Ramadan. And another narration, again speaking on the merit of the recitation of the Quran during the month of Ramadan, the Holy Prophet ﷺ states, وَمَن تَلَا فِيهِ آيَةٍ مِّنَ الْقُرْآنِ كَانَ لَهُ مِثْلَ أَجْرٍ مَنْ خَتَمَ الْقُرْآنِ فِي غَيْرِهِ مِنَ الشُّهُورِ The one who recites a verse of the whole Quran during this month gets the reward of the one who finished it in its entirety in other months. The stress on reciting the whole Quran during this month is because this is the month when we are told that we have the opportunity to cleanse our hearts and our souls. Our hearts need to be cured from all sorts of spiritual diseases, that of arrogance, pride, jealousy, anger, and so on and so forth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He speaks to the merit of the Qur'an when He states that it is shifa'un lima sudur, that it's a means to purify, to cleanse that which is within our hearts, that which is within our chests. And oftentimes when someone is going to read about heart or about chest or about any sort of limbs as mentioned within the Qur'an, the first thought that's going to come to their mind is in regards toward the physicality. For instance, God several times, He states in the Qur'an, 
He's speaking about those who are disbelievers and those who are causing corruption all across the earth. He states that in their hearts is a disease. That disease is not cancer. That disease is not a high cholesterol. But that disease is the spiritual disease that we often attain when we are completely distant from our Creator, when we're completely distant from morality and virtue. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this verse that if we engage with this text and if we allow for ourselves to embrace it and be receptive to the fact that it is a book of guidance, then inshallah we will be cured from all of those diseases of the heart uh, and of the soul. But when it comes toward the whole Qur'an and our relationship with it during the holy month of Ramadan in specific, we see that we could find ourselves in a wide variety of different groups of people. And let me just say, as a quick introduction toward these different groups of people, this is not in a way that we begin to say, oh, I'm one of these or I'm one of that, but rather that we begin to realize that these, na- that these days and that these nights during the holy month of Ramadan are the potential to change whatever happened in our past. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us this month of opportunity as really a new chance for us to refine ourselves, to perfect ourselves, to become completely different people. But the step and the onus in reality is on us to decide whether we want to be of those who are put, putting forth one step closer toward God. And as traditions tell us, he will take two steps closer toward us if that's what we desire from him. But we have to have that sincerity and we have to have that clean, pure intention in doing so. So when it comes toward the Qur'an, most people, they see the Qur'an as a celestial text that is incredibly distant from them. That the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only to be brushed off from all of its dust during a wedding or during a time of death. And when we read the Arabic language, it's incredibly difficult to understand, though it might sound really nice. Or for instance, when we read the English translation and in its Shakespearean English, again, we just get turned off from reading it and we just want to put it back on the shelf because we think that it's not for us. Many times in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the fact that the Quran is a guide. The Quran is not to be read like a novel. It's not to be read um, like a book of science, like some people might say. But the Quran in its entirety is a guide. It's a book that allows to create a roadmap for the one who desires again to be guided by it. That means it's not only about people who, for instance, like to listen to the Quran. Many people, they can find themselves in this group. They love to listen to famous reciters because of their beautiful voices and the beautiful words and the poetry and the rhyming of the whole Qur'an. And in reality, we are told that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards the one who just listens to the Qur'an. There's another tradition that tells us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards the one who reads the Qur'an. Another one uh, receives, another tradition that tells us that the one who just looks at the verses of the Qur'an, they receive a reward. Others speak on the merits of memorizing certain chapters of the Qur'an. But the month of Ramadan is not the month where we only listen to the Qur'an. It's not the month where we only read the Qur'an. It's not the month where we only memorize chapters of the Qur'an. Though all of those things have their own benefit and they're certainly virtuous in the eyes of God. But at the end of the day, we want to be a people who make the next step when it comes toward building a relationship 
with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like I said, that means to be guided by it. And we can't be guided by the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless we are truly in a state of contemplation and reflection of it. God tells us in the Quran, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ أَلَىٰ قُلُوبٍ أَقْفَالُهَا do you, do you not contemplate this book, the Qur'an, or upon your heart is there a lock? Again, God makes mention toward the heart in relation to the Qur'an. Because the heart is a spiritual vessel that has the opportunity to be receptive to that which is within the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the way to unlock the heart and allow for it to be freed from the shackles of vice and of arrogance and of pride and of sin and of transgression, and of anger, and so on and so forth, is to be in a state of reflection, to be in a state of contemplation. Contemplating upon the Qur'an is something that in reality we all can do, and in fact is a responsibility of ours, specifically during the holy month of Ramadan. For instance, when we read the stories of Noah, and Abraham, and Moses, and Jesus, peace be upon all of the prophets of God, we shouldn't just see it see those anecdotes as historical anecdotes, but rather we should see ourselves living in it. What would I do if I was living during the time of Prophet Noah? What would I do if I was living during the time of Prophet Abraham? Would I have boarded the ark or no? Would I have supported Moses or no? Would I have been those who oppressed Jesus or were, were sitting there by his feet learning from him? We can't read the whole Quran as a historical text from 1400 years ago, but again, read it as a book that is alive and that has the potential to open our hearts and our souls if we ask God and say, Oh God, I'm opening your book. You've sent down this to us to be a guide for us. So let it speak directly toward that spiritual vessel that you've created us with. And we've been taught by Ahlul Bayt, the family of the Prophet of God, وسلم, that just in the same way that the whole Quran is not limited to time and space, they are also not limited to time and space. So again, read the anecdotes about the Prophet, about the family, السلام, also as their living creations, and ask yourself, what would I do under these circumstances? We see, for instance, that many verses of the Qur'an, they tell us to go out and look up at the skies and look at the trees and look at the heavens and look at the stars. That doesn't only mean that we just read it and we memorize those verses, but it actually means to go out and see it. Many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks on a historical anecdote and He states, go and see the world, siru fil arud, go and travel, go and be witness toward that which has happened in history. Again, it's not only that we read it or we listen to it in the really, really beautiful Arabic language or that we memorize that particular verse, but again, it means that we need to act upon it. And a couple of important points when it comes toward reading and engaging with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Firstly, it is said that one day a man, he came toward the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and he said, O Rasulullah, O Messenger of God, I'm always ill. I always get sick. Can you give me some du'a? Can you give me some advice? Can you tell me what I should be eating? So on and so forth. To which the Prophet ﷺ responds toward this man. He said, what is hindering you from reading 30 verses of the Qur'an every single day? At this moment, the man probably wondered, what is the Prophet talking about? What does my illness or my sickness have anything to do with reading the whole Qur'an? The Holy Prophet ﷺ is trying to demonstrate to this man 
that what causes even physical illnesses and what causes us to make lapses in our day-to-day lives in terms of our sustenance, in terms of how much money we make, in terms of our wealth, in terms of trials and tribulations that might come to the forefront of our day-to-day activities is the fact that we have neglected the Qur'an. The Holy Prophet ta'ala, foretells what he is going to say on the Day of Judgment when he states, Ya Rabbi, inna qawm ittakhadu hadha al-Qur'ani mahjura that, God is going to call, that, that the Holy Prophet is going to call on the Day of Judgment, O oh my Lord, surely my community, my qawm, they are those who, forso- they, they are those who forsake the whole Qur'an. They didn't engage with it in the way that they were told to engage with it. They didn't read it. They didn't reflect upon it. They didn't meditate upon it. They just thought of it as a ceremonious text. During this month of Ramadan, my dear friends, let's make our collective effort, not only as an individual, but as a community, as family, to go and read the Qur'an together, to ask your wife, to ask your children, to ask your parents, hey, what do you think about this verse? Ask your friends when you're free, when you're going out for iftar, when you're hanging out afterwards. Make your best effort toward engaging in conversation about the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, so it's not something that we only dust off our bookshelves during these introductory days to the month of Ramadan and might continue to read, might not continue to read, depending on our interests and depending on our engagement. Let it be the focal point of our lives during these blessed months of Ramadan so that we're able to maximize our potential in building out and spiritually cultivating ourselves during these nights. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wasallallahumma ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyina Muhammad wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Follow Shaykh Fayaz on Twitter at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.